Broadcasting from New York. It's the Men on Pause podcast. The Men with Elmo D. 16th letter. D. Yes, and welcome to another unofficial Men on Pause podcast. We are not licensed or insured. We are your hosts. It is me, Jerry D I A Z A K A El Motifoca. And I am the 16th letter P. And welcome to episode number 141. 141. There you go. You're amazing. 141, folks. We didn't think we'd make it this far, but here we are, folks. 141. Welcome to episode 141. We don't know why and who asked for this many episodes, but guess what? They're here. 141, P. We're fast approaching 150, like a comet coming full force at planet Earth with fire around it, just like like a massive fireball because it's breaking through the atmosphere. And in the middle of all that chaos, I turn over and I look at you and I say, P, how you feeling? Right now, I picture you like I'm hot because I mm-hmm. picture you like Jean Grey as the phoenix with that bolt of fire. Mm-hmm. Right? But 141, it's just, I feel like that's what I'm batting right now. Like, just in life. Like, I'm batting a, a very slow, not steady 141 that could drop to, like, 132. You know, substitute pinch hit or something, and I can't even do that. I might get called out to pinch run, and I can't even do that. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's that number. Is that how you're feeling? Is that how you The feeling? number, I guess so. I don't know. But it just that number made me feel like that right now. Well, it's episode 141. We're still smack dab in the middle of Jerry season. Jerry season. And I just, you know, the winds keep coming. We just, you know, I just came off of the performance of our Saint Sunday comedy show at the Alianza Dominicana. Right. P, I know you couldn't make it because you, you think you're better than me. But no, I didn't get a ticket. Wow. I didn't get a ticket, number but you one. But t- you don't need a ticket. You didn't need a ticket. There's a person there anyway that probably didn't want me there. No, you didn't want or that maybe other person people. there. Okay, maybe I didn't want other people there. Let's just make it plural at that point. Wow, people. Yeah. It was my daughter. My daughter was there. I like her. She's cool. You talk about flamingos. But there's other people there that I could do without. Oh, you talking about? Nice color, by the way. I liked it. By the way, shout out to Randy and Marty who were at the show. They came through. They listened to the episode, of course, the Not Ronnie episode. I think Ronnie, at this point, Ronnie's heard it. But yeah. Another moment with you and Randy. No, and everybody came through. It's another moment you spent with Randy. I, you know. That's why I wasn't invited. That's why I was Randy. And Marty was telling him not to look me in the eye. Thank you. 
But shout out. Oh, and shout outs to Comadriando. They're about to celebrate their one year anniversary, right? It's the year anniversary. Oh, wow, like yep, yep, yep. So, congratulations. October, I mean, it's going to be way past whenever the date was. So, I'm pretty sure it went wonderfully. And it's we're, we're recording it before, but I know it went amazing. So, congrats to you over there, to our good friend, Marcy Comadriando. Here's to like 100 more years, yo. She's so mad support. She's mad love and support. You know, this is what we do. This is a Reverend and we were high of a podcast. We had a, a she came through, she was there, she was there. Uh, a lot of people came through, bro. It was just it was fun. It's been three years since I did anything like that. You were at my last performance, too, by the way. So you you know how long it's been since mm-hmm. I last performed. Correct. Pre-COVID. We had Afro-Dominicano there. That band is amazing, bro. It's the best idea I had. It was the best idea I had. But I did, at one point, at a certain time, I did feel like, you know, I looked around. There was so many people there. Everybody was eating, dancing, drinking. The food was good. There were times that I, I was like, yo, who the fuck do I think I am? Thinking that I could do all of this, putting all of this together. Who am I? Who am I? Like, how ballsy was I to do that? But that's the next level. We got to step it up. You understand what I'm saying? We're bosses here now. Like Jackie Chan, he does his own shit. And there was a no until you do it. And I know there was a lot of people out there doubting that I could do it or sleeping on it. That's why I appreciate everybody that did come through because they saw the vision. You know, I was out there. We had our we had the Game of Thrones sketch that I told you about. We had all of that shit. It was fun, man. But the best, the most, the biggest thing of all, not that we sold out, not that everything went pretty good. Like the show went off 85%. You understand what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't give it a hundred only because I knew what we were supposed to, but 85% on three, three to four weeks of preparation is pretty good. But I will tell you this, the best thing out of all of that was Amaya was there. She got to see you working. Amaya got to see me working and doing the show. The show, you know, it's a couple swear words here and there. Nothing that she doesn't hear in Spanish Harlem, but... Or at her house. But she had a blast, bro. And to have her there, she saw how, I, you know, we put everything together. The st- Like, she just saw the process, and she was fascinated, and I was able to bring her up on stage with me when I called out the cast. It was nice. Yeah, so she came up on stage with me. I was able to have that moment with her. And I think about how cool it would have been if my dad did something like that. You know, I just... That's the best moment. That was the best thing. I finally got to perform in front of my daughter. And it was a family affair. There were babies there and shit. You know, it was crazy. It was it was a nice community event. Where did Randy sit? Uh, he was sitting in the middle towards the, on the left to me, to my left, facing me. Next to Mari, of course. No, it was great. It was a great. It was great. It was a great, uh, great time. I want to, you know, personally shout out everybody. You know, Oscar from yes, Smartest yes. Podcast. He yes, was part of the Oscar. cast. Kelvin Grujon. We had Jonathan Mendoza. Couldn't have done it without the Ramirez sisters. Those girls, man, Mitchy and Yesenia. They're forced to be reckoned with, bro. I'm telling you. So I'm proud to like try to put a shine on these girls. Trying to put a shine on on this younger generation of kids coming up. And it's not always about us. Message. What's the word I want to use? My, my limited vocabulary. I'm elated. I'm elated. You're elated? Uh, for you. I'm elated for you. I'm happy it went off because I know how difficult these things are when you have so many different people trying to make it function as one. Mm-hmm. And the vision sometimes, you know, it, it counts for when everybody could just be on the same team. Message. 
and work around shit, you know, and just have a final product that's, you know, that's good, feels good to put out there and that you're actually entertaining people and whatever, job done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. did it, you know? So yeah. I, I know what a satisfying feeling that would be. There's fans out there, you know what I mean? And people do shit, negative or positive, you know, sometimes it's whatever. Any kind of attention is good attention. Say, it, was, you know? it was great to hear, you know, like even from the last episode we had Among On and he was saying some pretty positive things about his experience at the show. So I was like, all right, cool, you know, like, like I, that's what I wanted. You know that's what I mean? Another, I that's another person that went and I didn't see it. Okay, Randy and Ramon. Okay. Shout out to Ramon. He also came through. But I, you know, I mean, no, there's a lot of people came and supported. And I think, I mean, it was too many to mention right now, but a lot of people came through to see. But Randy and Ramon were there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were. They were. I see a theme. So you so you no longer. No, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, so you no longer, yeah, I was like, you don't like dark meat anymore? (laughs) It's their eyes. (laughs) Yo, hot tags, all jealous and shit. I can put up tags. Oh, I see Trump got to you. Hmm. Another one for C. Well, not to do a 360, but there is something else I'm thinking about. Now we're talking about elation. We're talking about elation and joy. And, you know, as a New Yorker, as a as a baseball fan, you know, you got to pick your team. You got to stay on your side as a New so Yorker. But as I a New did, Yorker, sometimes I, you want to support the team that's representing New York sometimes. Right. Because right. so it's like New York, you I'm not going to be. Yeah, I'm not going to beat around the bush. In most in this sports town, we have two teams for almost every sport. Right. Except for basketball. Everybody should be a Knicks fan. Or no, now it's Brooklyn too. You could be a Brooklyn fan. Sorry. No, that's but New Jersey. There's only Mets. one team in there's only one basketball team in New York. But football, you got the Jets, Giants, baseball, you got Mets Yankees, right? Right. Here's something that most Yankees fans don't understand. In the 90s, I think we rooted for the Yankees to win those World Series. We rooted because they were they were going against Atlanta. They were going against San Diego. They were going against teams that were our rivals at the time. That didn't make sense, you know? Yeah. But then after the 2000 series, the rivalry took a turn because we actually faced each other in the World Series. And, you know, crazy shit happened in the World Series. This nigga threw a bat at Piazza. We made history. We it was just history. a weird just, thing, right? And, yeah. it, and it just happened to be the 2000 one too, right? It was the 2000 yeah. World Series. This is like a real, like, turn of the century shit. Subway Series. It was just Before 9-11. It was yeah. a lot of shit. No, right? it was the time that they wore the 9-11 caps, I think. or the right? That was after. That was after. Oh, the year after. Yeah, yeah, they played the Yankees in the 2000 World Series. And Derek Jeter took over. And he was hitting Everybody had the play. caps on. Mets and Yankees They were the only team That could do that But no But the, but at that time In that World Series They weren't doing The 9-11 caps you, No you I'm just saying Afterwards oh, right yeah, afterwards Yeah they were the only but, teams Correct yeah. Sorry So the rivalry Took a turn Because then Subway Series Was happening During the season And now And now we get to Play each other And there's like A rivalry We as Mets fans I think started Like pulling our chests Out a little bit You know Showed a little bit Of chest hair Like hey We we in this too Well like, like we Yeah battle? like We have some teams Like yeah We were like Alright No I mean at the end of the day it's a thing of like I understand the Yankees have won more and they can shit on us a little bit because they've won more and they can oh lovable losers the Mets okay but at the same token like they can shit on us a lot actually they what? can shit on us a lot they can, they can but over no, but, and over again like a bunch worth of shit but my thing is if you're that much great and better than another team 
team, right? You don't need to talk that shit. And I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of Met fans hate the Yankees. I think the Met fans I don't hate the Yankees. I don't hate the Yankees. I hate Yankee. I don't like Yankee fans. Hate is a strong word. I dislike Yankee fans. And not Yankee fans the way that some Yankee fans act. Listen, if I had 27 championships under my belt and it's like the Mets, the equipment, you know what I mean? I'm the Yankees and I'm like the Mets are coming at me. Like, yo, all right, whatever. I wouldn't even engage in this shit. You understand what I'm saying? Like you're so beneath me. Everybody knows that New York is represented by the Yankees. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's all you need to say. That's all that needs to happen. No. There are Yankee fans that during these playoffs this year, and this is, how about this? And sorry for anybody that's not a sports fan, but this doesn't really doesn't have anything to do with sports. This has to do with fandom and fanaticism. Let me put it to you this way. As a Mets fan, I know when the Mets are having a good, good year, when all I hear is from Yankee fans. Like, the Yankee fans are more invested in a Mets season than a Mets fan, to me. It's true. Some of them. Some of them. Some of them. Not all. Not all. But there's some that are so upset. Like, we live rent-free in there. Like, do you understand that as the Mets season this season, we were, like, in first place, 100. I didn't think one time of the Yankees or compare this team to the Yankees to give a shit about the Yankees. Yeah. Meanwhile, you guys, we got eliminated. And you're already in the next series of the playoffs. And you're still talking about... Mets fans. And what you guys don't understand is, I'm going to tell you how this started. It started with y'all. It started with y'all. I disliked, and I started disliking them, and I think what started this, the point to initiated this shit, is that squad of Posada, Jeter, Bernie, O'Neal. During that era? Yeah, El Duque. When they had everybody, Clemens, that's what started and gave no, and them beer balls. And no, and then they go out. They had all the money in the world, so they would sign the best free agent. They had Jambi. They went and got every free agent that was available. Look, another argument from Yankee fans now is... Don't get me wrong. Oh, I would have wanted any of those players on the... Some of those players on the... But you, the Yankee fans' argument now is that we used to talk shit about buying players, right? Oh, because the Yankees, they could buy their championships. And they're like, oh, but how about guys now? Yeah. So if that's how we're going to do it, yeah, that's fine. Now we get to buy ours. I don't give shit. Go ahead, Steve Cohen, pay everybody who the fuck. Yes, go get the best players. We want to win. Play devil's advocate, though, but you know what's really solid with the Yankees, or was solid for, I would say, at least 10 to 15 years, was their farm system. And I'm not, not one anymore. that follows. I'm not, not saying... It was, though. They produced a lot of homegrown talent that when they got to the spotlight, I believe, couldn't handle the spotlight. There's a lot of those players out there that ended up in weird teams out there. That's what I'm saying. The Mets Mets right now got a ridiculous farm system. They have a bunch of players in the top This year, we're going to prove it with the ring. That's what we're going to do. You know what I mean? We're going to prove it with the ring. Listen. Listen. What did Theo Steve say? What does Uncle Steve say? He said it's a five-year plan, and this is year one. Okay? Year that has one. to hurry up. That, that right? Steve. Five. It was a three-year plan. Sorry. And this is year one. He said in three years, we're going to win one. And this is year one. And we got, this is a good start. I thought we won when we had Javi. But Lindor wasn't doing that well that season. By the way, he, he was adjusting. Javi sucked. Javi sucked this year. You know Holy what? You know I'm one that admits fault. Mm-hmm. Number one, yes, he did suck. Thank but you. but he still looked hot. That I was about to say, not. but you're looking at his butt. I just don't accept this Yankee hate. They're literally still talking about us and they're on to their, like, yo, bro, relax. Just do your own thing. You don't need to worry about us. We're already thinking about next season. We're worried about who we're going to sign. You know why? Because y'all are a joke. Y'all ain't going nowhere. We knew, we knew it. We knew they pitching. wasn't going nowhere, but that's fine. That's, a, that's for another day. 
it. We're not here to trash that. It wasn't about the sports. It was about the fandom part of it. I'm just saying, if your team is superior and has and is a greatly superior than any other team, you shouldn't be worried so much. That's how I know when we're having a good season because they're more worried about us. I also think they're worried about Judge. That contract coming up. Whatever. They're really worried about that. I don't give a shit. Who's Judge? I don't know. I'm like I'm like the women listening to the show right now. I don't know. Or and and that. some guys. And some that. guys. Okay. I'm like non-sports people listening to the show right now. I don't know. Now there's a judge since when this is in court. You know what? I think we should get into a man crush. I think we should. I think we got a fun one today. Let's get it. And this is the man crush of the week. No, I was just saying if I caught me like a pair of navy sixes, the ones with the the all white with the navy, I was saying, I'm like hesitant on telling you know about certain Yankee shit because I'm gonna be like, son, with a Yankee jersey, imagine those, you're gonna be like, whoa. <laughs> Like, never, <laughs> never, never. It was George Sixes, so I know, and they look dope. And the, great, <laughs> the Yankees away jersey is dope because it goes with anything. It's that gray, and it says New York on the chest, real neat. It's never changed, right? It says New York, real neat because it's the Mets do it the same way, right? But it's in orange and blue with the gray. This shit is just black and white with the gray. That shit looks hot. I'm going to give it to him. But I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to wear Yankee paraphernalia, ever, because of Yankee fans. Not Yankee. And here in the Bronx, we have Elmo. No. <laughs> Throwing out the first ceremonial. Oh my pin. God, can you imagine? And they give me a jersey. And they give me a jersey. Yeah, by the time they give me the jersey, you already got the jump man fan, ah. the jump man wristbands. First of all, first of all, first of all, if they ask me to throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium, you know what I'm going to do? What? And they make me wear the jersey because I'm not wearing the hat. Once I throw the pitch, I'm going to open my jersey and I'm going to have a Mets shirt underneath. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to rip that one and have the number two on your chest. <laughs> this Jeter day. <laughs> this would be a great... Can I tell you something? <laughs> <laughs> you see Gina with the elbow jersey fucking number one and shit. He's he gonna be like, I'm gonna re- <laughs> looking at it like I've always loved the Yankees. <laughs> no, day way. no way. <laughs> like. No way. Me and Derek are in love now. <laughs> you might as well make it fantastical. <laughs> I didn't go that far, bro. <laughs> Fuck, nigga. Me and me saying I've always been a Yankee fan. That'll never. That's how you know. Whoa, easy. We all have a price. Listen, we all have a price. I don't have for, a for that. That's prices. For, I think I for an autograph, that I'll say that. Fuck throwing a first pitch. <laughs> what just think so for? <laughs> for a picture, you sell your soul, you whore. Hey, would. No, I could never. No, not nah, no, not for the Yankees. That should be crazy. That would be crazy. He said the price. Everybody has a price. I don't have a price for that, nigga. Uh -uh. Okay. And now this episode's, (laughs) this episode's man crush is Lawrence John Fishburne the third, but you know him as Lawrence Fishburne. (laughs) 
What can we say about Fish? Dope name, by the way. Legend says he lied about his age to get on the movie Apocalypse Now. So when he filmed that, he was actually 14 years old, not 18 or 19, as he said he was. Shall we run through his uh, filmography? Let him know. Let him know. Just a few of the movies. So he's been a part of a couple of franchises. He's part of the Matrix franchises. Morpheus. He's, he's part of the John Wicks franchise. He's part of the Superman, Batman, legacy, you know, the DC, DC. whatever. Yeah. That he's a superhero. And we know him from Boys in the Hood. Too dope. We know him from What's Love Got to Do with It. Oh, damn, Frost, this tastes good. Anime, come on. This cake real good. Anime, just take the cake, please. Event Horizon. He's in Marvel, too. Ant-Man and Wasp. He played the villain wow. in Ant-Man and Wasp. Wow. What are the few people to do both sides? Go both King ways. of New York. Deep cover. Dope. We wanted, we were t- When we were talking about Ramon in the last episode about movies that covered other movies, those two are connected. Yeah. School Days with Spike Lee. He pretty much did a lot of Spike Lee movies. Red Heat with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was everywhere. Lead with Stephen Baldwin. Wow. Two Salma dope. Hay, okay? Dope. With the Ducati Dragons. Mission Impossible 3, another franchise he's a part of. Of course, he was part of Blackish uh, yeah. for all he's these the, seasons. He was right. a grandfather. Great. Assault on Precinct 13. That was great. He plays he plays a good bad guy. He plays a really good bad guy. Mommy, my man was in the color purple, bro. I love that movie. He was in the color purple. Okay. I love that movie. He also played Othello in the film version of it in 1995. Othello. Othello. He played the Othello for all you Shakespeareans. And when you think of Shakespeare and movies, there's only one movie that comes to mind. Oh, it's quite the flick. It is quite the flick. When I say, burn rubber and not your soul. When P says, burn rubber and not your soul. Burn rubber. Not your soul. He is quoting one of the greatest movies of the 20th century. And that movie is... Biker Boys. Boys. Our boy Spanish is in it with Lars Fishburne. Rick Gomez. Oh, boy. He's Dominican, by the way. Yes, he is. Don't forget. Don't forget Spanish is Dominican. Right. Right. Don't forget, Biker Boys, one of the great, you know, only a little movie about a motorcycle club and the trials of lives. Our lives. It was really a page ripped out of our lives book and put on film. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. The leads actor, Luke, what was his name? Luke. Uh, Luke kid. Whatever. Kid. That was Pete. And the He's issues with his dad. With his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although the motorcycles were a metaphor for salsa. Sort of. Salsa dancing, sort of. But it was really motorcycle. It's the same thing. It's, it's we had vests. Thing. Yeah. We had vests. Yeah, you were in a club. Boots. Yeah, no, it was the same. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, so one of the greatest movies ever. What else can we say about Mr. Fishburne? He always looks dope. He wears like like trench coats, like leather, trench coats and leather pants a lot. He kind of dresses like Doom, I think, at times. Wow. You know how much we love Doom. You've seen him in those like leather pants. He kind of Doomish. His style is Doomish. You know what I'm saying? Because he's He's tall. He's like 70 years old. But he's tall, but he still wears his shit like that he's no, still I don't doing think he does. You think he does? I don't think he does. Yeah, you don't he wear cardigans. Like no, you don't wear no cardigan shits like the vest cardigan shits. What do you call it? there's a name for those varsity things? You think of varsity cardigans or some shit? Yeah, like cardigans. Some right. shit. Yeah. Like he, 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 not cardigans. even Morgan Freeman wears shit like that no more. No, Morgan, Morgan like... Freeman. No, Morgan Freeman wears ripped jeans. He has a haircut. Right? I mean, earring. 
has an earring, you know. Right. He puts slits in his eyebrow. That's what's up. He wears gold but caps on his bottom Lawrence teeth. Fishburne's always had slits in his eyebrow. Remember that? Well, I think he's it's never been an actor. Him. No, but Morgan Freeman, you know, he says, you know, word, word, that type of shit. Gang, gang, that kind of shit. But yeah, Lawrence Fishburne is from that school. He's one of the elite actors in Hollywood, black elite actors in Hollywood. He's been in a lot of movies. So we, I mean, this is, we just talk, we just spoke on the ones that, Matters. you know, our favorites. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's made one too many movies because he made a, he made a child that now does adult movies or did adult movies when his I daughters. Don't put, I, I don't judge. I just watch. <clears throat> right. I just watch it. I don't judge it. Right. Um, what you will of it, you know? So. Allegedly. No, it's not allegedly. I seen it. Yeah, I seen the, it's a good one. I seen the movie. Anyway, that's our man crush this week. Lawrence Fishburne, keep representing for us Latinos. Keep representing for, you know. Keep that leather going, brother. We love it. We want to dress like you. He's like the older, more mature version of Prince, like dressing. You know what I mean? What? Like okay. a more mature without the without the ruffle underneath. Like he just wears the leather. Do I you like even that know who shirt. Lawrence Fishburne is? Jeez. I, of course I know who he is. He's kid's real dad and biker boys. You think he dresses like he like in the Matrix or in real life? Yeah, in real life he dresses like the Matrix. Okay. Like, <laughs> he does. And that's this episode's Mad Crush of the Week. <laughs> was the man crush of the week. Well, that was interesting. That was an interesting man crush. Especially there at the end. I don't know what was happening. It was like we were going down a little... The plane was going down a little bit. It's my style, bro. It's, it's your style? It's about style. If you don't oh. see it, then you don't want to see it. Oh, okay. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? I'm going to get some more guests. Some of my friends I'm going to call up because I had a blast with Ray. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's nice to you and stuff. So I'll get some more people on soon. I'll make some phone calls soon. Get some oh. guests going. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, Mr. So, Producer. That's nice. I'd like to see you, know, you doing some You know work. what? It's okay. <sighs> Titles aren't for me. You know what I mean? Oh. I don't need titles. Oh. It's okay. I just do. You know? So you don't need... Oh, okay. I okay. don't need titles. It's okay. Okay. You know? Thank you for doing something for the podcast. I just... I would like a phone call or a picture if you see Randy. Randy. That's it. <laughs> gotcha. You know that I don't... I don't use white noise anymore. <laughs> I just loop... I just loop... Randy. Randy. Like that to go to sleep. You just gave me an idea. What? Like, why can't we give him a post-bachelor party? A, a post? Post. We will, wow, I'm going to run this by Mari, and then we're going to, like... I'm pretty have, sure like, he a had a bachelor po- party. We just weren't invited. Yeah, but you know what? We're inviting him <laughs> to his post-bachelor party. You know, And what it's I just mean? us three? Well, in the beginning, that's what he's going to think. You know, we'll give him a couple of shots. He's bigger than us. I'm sure he can drink us, but we'll make him smoke with us. He'll get okay. greenies or something. But as okay. long as he passes out, you know that's our goal. Make him <laughs> fucking pass out. We'll roofie him if need be, but we that's that's just gonna be the excuse. You're on the air still. That's not I'm gonna have to edit all of this out so Sorry. people don't know our plan. As long as he doesn't know the play. Exactly. Shout out to Gabe, by the way. Gabe is his best friend. So in not case anymore. Gabe is listening. Yeah, exactly. You were his best friend. Yep. Goodbye, Ronnie. Goodbye. <laughs> He's been taken care of. Yeah. You don't want to be next, Gabe. You no. don't want to be next. Not at all. Maybe you do. Maybe. Listen. Force a party. You know what I mean? All right. Let's get out of here. We keep, this is, we keep you, incriminating folks. ourselves. Yeah. Thank you, folks. This has been Thank another you. unofficial Mental Pause podcast. We're not licensed or insured. We have humbly been your host. It is me, Jerry D. I-A-Z-A-K-A-N-M-O-D-4-K. 
Oh, I looked at the 16th letter, P. It's quote a young Robin Bird who once said, listen, you ever find yourself alone in this world, remember? You always have us. Shout out Lawrence Fishburne, Biker Boys, Ride or Die. Not your soul. Not your soul. Because see here, we show no mercy. We strike first, we strike hard. Till next time. Via. Con. Dios. Cheesy.